Player 2, this is Player 1, plugging in. Player 1 is initiating connection. Player 1 is online. Player 1, this is Player 2, plugging in. Player 2 is initiating connection. Player 2 is online. All players have successfully connected. You are now plugged into the Plug and Play podcast. Initiating startup sequence. And thank you for tuning in to episode 81 you of the... almost said 79. Shout out, 69 episodes of uh, the Plug and Play podcast. This is 81 of them. 81 of the 69. And uh, I am joined alongside of me, as always, is Tim. Uh, well, this is getting really fucking hard and confusing. <laughs> Welcome, minions. Zach will learn how to talk eventually. It's going to be okay. Don't yeah. worry about it. Once we get the tasty treats, we'll be good to go. Settle in, grab your own tasty treats, relax, enjoy. We've got a show for you today. Yep. So, Tim, what have you been up to? Um, a couple nights ago, um, in honor of... Nintendo had an anniversary recently, right? Zelda was 30 years ago, like, Friday. Yeah, that's what it was. We talked about it last episode. I couldn't remember what the, the anniversary was exactly, but um, there's a movie I've been watching. It was a Kickstarter movie way back, and it just landed on Amazon Prime, so I checked it out. Huh. It's called Nintendo Quest. Hmm. And uh, it's about um, a collector who decides as a challenge to ignore his current collection and start from zero and collect every single Nintendo cartridge without using the internet in 30 days. Um, that's the challenge for the film. Does he do it? Do you want to ruin the film for you? No. Um, Is it a documentary? It's a documentary. They also interview lots of people about Nintendo in general. And here's a short clip from the film. Um, kind of a trailer, if you will. It started with a simple concept. One man, 30 days, buy all the Nintendo games without using the internet in any way. Boom. There's no cheat codes, there's no game G, there's no extra lives. Some way, somehow, he'll succeed at what he wants to do with this. This journey is going to be incredible. I'm going to literally go across the country. There are precisely three things he's passionate about. Star Wars, rock and roll, and video games. And the big boss at the end of the game is the ticking clock. If he doesn't beat that, he loses a chance at a dream. I think the collecting of the games, I think will be the easier part for him. I'm gonna to get to see all these amazing game stores, all these different types of people. Regardless of whether he gets all the games, it's just gonna be this massive game loving. It's just gonna be fun. And then we started asking ourselves why it was Nintendo. Why did we pick Nintendo over any other game company? Because I think that's the system everyone can relate to. Everyone loves the NES. For a period of time there, Nintendo was a word used to describe video games in general. Every game they came out with really had a level of success to one degree or another. And you didn't just play for three or four days. You played for weeks, sometimes months. Think about Mario and Zelda and only being limited to that space. So everything had to be so melodic. These are cool items that document historical information. If someone were to show me a library of NES games in a file on their computer, I'm not impressed. If someone were to show me the artifacts, that's what matters. Anyone can take a picture. Again, I'll say it, man. Life is too short to be doing something that you don't want to do every day. The NES is the system responsible for the industry for what it is today. That's the system everyone can relate to. Everyone loves the NES. Why don't you show me some of the games you have the world record on? Well, I have it on Zexon, Yars Revenge, Star Master, Star Voyager, Skiing. I guess games on every one of these roads. Cubert, Pitfall, Laser Blast, Kangaroo, E.T., Chopper Command. That is. And of course the favorite, <laughs> Dragster up in the corner.
So yeah, I watched that. Um, if it, you have Amazon Prime, it's free. Um, it's also available, I think, on Vimeo on demand. You can watch it online. What about Netflix? No. If it's, God damn it! If it's on Amazon Prime, it's probably not gonna be on Netflix. That's the way things go. So, um, so you have Game of Thrones then? Game of Thrones is not either. Oh. That's um on my HBO. favorite my favorite game, uh, movie rental place, The Pirate Bay. Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like to return stuff to them every once in a while. But speaking of Game of Thrones, did you see the Trump, the winter? Uh-uh. Oh, I just put it on Facebook. Oh, shit. Should we play it right now for our listeners? We should play it right now. Okay. My friend, we have traveled very far. We have no food, no water. Once I see my people fed, I would be honored. No. We have a serious problem with radical Islam. We have a tremendous problem. And we can't be the stupid country anymore. Where I come from, guests are treated with respect, not insulted at the gates. Given the circumstances, my lord, I believe extreme measures are warranted. The people that are with me 100% are the people. What? The Pope. The Pope was in Mexico. Do you know that? Did Desiree know, right? He said negative things about me. Dreadful. The Pope is being told that Donald Trump is not a nice person. Donald Trump is a very nice person. Mm. You do not let us in. All of us will die. I said temporarily. I didn't say permanently. I said temporarily. We have no border. We have no control. People are flooding across. We need to build a wall. And it has to be built quickly. The greatest builder is me. And I would build the greatest wall you have ever seen. And in that wall, we're going to have a beautiful, big, fat door where people can come into the country, but they have to come in legally. I don't think they like me very much. This country needs somebody that's a deal maker. I'm giving you Commander Greygott. No deals. No deals. We don't make deals. Not with anybody. We don't make deals. You mistake me, my lord. That was a command. No, 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 no. Excuse me. Just so you understand. We need people that know what they're doing. We don't need babies. Are you refusing to obey my order? Yeah. Uh, by the way, I never... You, I think you could say that, yeah. Ollie, bring me my sword. They laugh at us. Our enemies laugh at us. But they say waterboarding and they chop off heads. They think we are so stupid. You have no idea. Much liked my head. I don't want to see it removed just yet. I would bring back waterboarding. And I'd bring back a hell of a lot worse than waterboarding. Okay. So, yeah, here's a little bit of political and Game of Thrones humor for you, um, since election results are starting to trickle in. Um, so, yeah. President Trump, huh? Oh, God. <laughs> so, um, I also went to a books fair, a book fair with my kids' uh, school, where they turn in books and get uh, credit for other books. Uh-huh. And my daughter had lots of leftover coupons, so she bought me a book. Um, so, I'm holding my hands really thick book it's like a dictionary size it's the sixth edition of the wine companion an encyclopedia of wines sixes. what's that you got the dirty sixth yep 36 uh, encyclopedia of wines vineyards and winemakers and it's written by one Hugh Johnson <laughs> so I thought the author's name was funny and I got the book just for that so, <laughs> so yeah Hugh Johnson's gonna tell, tell me all about um, nice wine and my, like I was laughing and my daughter had no idea why I was laughing and yeah did she pick it out or did you pick it out I picked it out okay she would have never understood why it was funny she's like dad you need a wine book and you're like H Hugh Johnson well also kind of weird that there was a wine book at a school kids school book sale but whatever there it was I mean you know fourth grade tough shit you gotta learn soon sometime. <laughs> you gotta learn sometime what about you what you went up to this week so, I've been working out still, keeping up with that. So, I'm up to six days a week now for two weeks in a row. And then we did Magic Night on Friday night, which was pretty fun. Just hung out and played a couple rounds of Magic. Is that like three weeks in a row now or more? For what? Magic Night. 
This is going on like, well, not in a row. But you I've, missed one? What? You missed one? I've missed a couple of them here and there, but I've been doing it for probably about a month and a half now. Nice. Um, and then also, let's just get into the sports. So like, the Portland Trailblazers have been killing it. So like, the NBA All-Stars like was two weeks ago. And there's a team called the uh, Golden State Warriors that uh, basically are on track right now to beat the 96 Bulls record for, like, number of wins, Michael Jordan's team. And I uh, remember that Super Nintendo game. Yeah. Or was it was Genesis, I can't remember. Mm, the Bulls game? Mm-hmm. I think it was Genesis. Mm-hmm. I'm not positive. It might have been Super Nintendo. But anyways, they came to town, and they were expected to blow out our home team. And our point guard got snubbed out of the All-Stars game. So he came out and lit a season record for himself, or a career record for himself, of 51 points, which is unheard of, with double-doubles, which is like assists and rebounds and stuff like that. And uh, basically put himself up on the board with Michael Jack or Michael, yeah, Michael Jackson. He did a little, he did a little moonwalk. <laughs> he did well, a little bit of moonwalk s- across the, the court. That would be and, epic, actually. Uh, it would be pretty epic. Um, but anyway, so Michael Jordan and then a few other famous uh, sports people. So that was pretty cool. And then I watched that on TV because I was local. And then I listened on my phone to the next Blazers game. So, yeah, I don't know what happened, but now I listen to basketball and watch basketball. It's kind of weird. So welcome to the sportscast. Welcome to the sportscast where Tim sits there and goes, that was a cool video game back in the day. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like, GSW? Doesn't that mean gunshot wound? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't follow sports if you uh, haven't picked up on it. I loved when you guys post that on Facebook. You're like, hey, so can anybody tell me what GSW means? Because in my world, that means something completely different than I'm hoping what that, that really means. Yeah, I'll bet that was some awkward tweets if you thought that way. Blazers and GSWs. Yeah. Yep, so well, that's what I've been uh, doing. What games have you been playing? Because, holy crap, your list looks giant this week. Um, yeah, I got some new games, and I'm currently reviewing some. And, well, I'll just get into it. I am finishing up a review for The Bit Trip, which is a cross-play on Vita and PS4. Sweet. It's a collection of six games. Um Rhythm games with kind of an 80s pixel aesthetic, and they're pretty simple controls. But although they're simple controls, that doesn't mean they're easy. Um, they, they get pretty hard. Um, the cool thing about most of them is you kind of just zen out, and you almost, like, become unfocused. Like, you just kind of... You're staring at the screen, but not. The less you think about what you're doing, the better you get at it. Do you foam from the mouth during these sessions? Um, no, but I woke up on my roof with no clothes on. Does that count? Yep. Yep, that counts. So that's Bit Trip. Uh, I also played. Your new neighbor, I'm sure, is real happy. Who's <laughs> a naked guy on top of that? I gotta welcome to the neighborhood. They gotta. <laughs> they'll learn sooner or later. Might as well just break them in now. Yeah, that's true. So um, I also found a deal where I could get uh, Mario Kart download codes for, I think it was thirteen bucks, and I got two. So my kids now have digital copies of Mario Kart, Kart 7. Seven. So we've been playing at home on the couch. Nice. So we will just like do like a quick uh, Grand Prix, and that's been fun. Um, that's cool. My daughter beat me one race. Nice. Not, not the whole Grand Prix, but one race. Like, now she'll never live, let you live it down? Oh, no, because I beat her every other single one. Oh, and my okay. son keeps coming in last, and my son's got to work on his game a little bit. But we had a good time playing together, um, so that was a lot of fun. That's cool. We'll probably do that more. I don't know if I'll mention it in the following podcast, but it was worth mentioning this week because I just got the codes. Where'd um, you get the codes from? I can't remember. Um, I think it was somehow some company had found a bunch of bundles when they were doing the bundle with Mario Kart 7. Mm-hmm. And they just took the codes out and sold the system separately or something. Oh, nice. Okay. Because I actually got a piece of paper, like a physical piece of paper with a code on it. That's crazy. In the mail. Cool. But, yeah, it was like less than buying one of them for, yeah. two, for two of them. So it was awesome. That's awesome. I also got a game called Dungeon The Shattered Lands, I think. Not so sure about the subtitle. The first word is Dungeon for sure. And it's kind of um, a roguelike dungeon crawler, but you go to each level, and it's a grid, and you it's sort of like Minesweeper, where you uncover a spot, and there'll be like nothing, or a treasure, or a monster, and you just kind of fight through, and beat monsters, and level up, and yeah, it's got a cool little colorful art style. The music's really good. 
I'm still in the, in the literal newbie dungeon. That's what they call it. Um, Who makes this? Uh, this is from Tiny Build. Um, as far as a publisher, I'm not sure who actually um, hmm. developed it. So, Definitely looks way different than any of their other games. Yeah. Of course, Punch Club is different than the rest of their games, too. They, so. they have a lot of smaller projects, but they, they find smaller developers and publish their games. So I, I, I know it's not actually developed by Tiny Build. It's just published by them. Huh. So I was playing that a little bit after work while I was waiting for the my coworkers to be finished, and it, the music creeped out one of my coworkers. Is like you play it on a Surface? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, it runs fine on my Surface. That's um, cool. Another game actually runs better on my Surface because of a weird zooming issue. Um, Snow? Not, nope. Ah, damn. Haven't played Snow this week. I played a game called Hero and Daughter. Um, it's an RPG maker game where you are like this legendary warrior that saved the world like hundreds of times, and you're bored. Huh. And the king's like sick of you bitching about being bored, so he takes away all of your levels, and you're level one. <laughs> and everyone in town's like making fun of you. But then the Dark Lord rises again, and you've got to beat him. So you go out. Why doesn't the king just give you your levels back? He's like, here's your he's levels, just, dude. Because he's a dick. Oh. Um, so you go out to fight the Dark Lord, and you get like just to the. Not even to the castle, and like a slime takes you out. So you go back to town all dejected, and there's this guy at the pub, he's like. Well, I can't get your levels back, but I can help summon you um, some helpers. And he starts summoning these girls for you. So the joke is that he's a harem mancer. Instead of a necromancer, he he summons <laughs> he a harem for you. Summons women. So every time you find a summon stone, you get to summon a new a girl. And you can level them up with your experience points. Because you can't use your experience points. Because you, you're stuck at level one. So you get experience points. But you give your experience points to all your um, support characters. Okay. There's like enchantresses, and there's a one who's literally a high school girl, and all she has is high school punch. I dumped her pretty early um, because once you get get it, dumped her pretty uh, quickly, uh, like on you, prom. You can only have four <laughs> characters, so I got rid of her. I got a swimmer and a sorcerer, and my daughter. So apparently, this guy summoned my daughter from the future. Huh. Um, so that's pretty. That's probably why the game is called what it is. I figured I should have her in my party since that's the name of the game. Probably. And um, watch her be like the weakest character out of all of them. Maybe she's pretty good so far, but we're only like level fifteen. So you okay. go through dungeons, you fight little bosses, you do. Um, it's got a super streamlined battle system. You can actually put um, push an auto thing and it'll just fight for you. Really. But it kind of sucks because it um, does the healing spells too much. So you don't actually do any damage. You just keep healing yourself over and over. Um, it gives away gold really, really fast. Um, it doesn't bog down with um, RPG systems. It's you know it's just getting you through to get new characters, get through the story. I've already gone through one of the three dungeons before. There's you have to go through three dungeons to unlock the to get the gems to unlock the Dark Lord's castle. Okay. And I've already got one of the gems in like I don't know hour and a half of gameplay. Hmm. So it's probably around a ten hour game. Um, Sweet. It's really funny. It's got a good sense of humor. Um, the but it did have a resin issue, right? Yeah, it opened in a small window, and I took forever to figure out how to make it um, open all the way. You had to click on the icon on the top of the window, and then there was a. After you clicked on the icon on the upper left, you could expand to the whole screen. But now on my alpha, after expanding to the whole screen, I can hear audio, but I can't see anything, like absolutely nothing. And so, since I can see absolutely nothing, I can't change that setting. Um, it did work on my Surface, though, and it runs fine on my Surface. Like I said, it's an RPG maker. It's not a huge system resource game. Yeah. Um, it's got, like, you know, some cutscene graphics, but it's mostly, like, you know, 8-bit, 16-bit. Yeah. Like, Final Fantasy-type graphics. Yeah. And there's some audio, too, but it's not a... It's, it's not, not a, a deal-breaker. New. All right. So I'm playing a fair amount of that. Um, I just started playing today, because it came out today, a game called Tokitori 2 Plus. So they've already made Tokitori 2. I'm not sure what the plus is about. Um, I know that there was a Tokitori game, I want to say Game Boy, um, a bit older. So it's like you're a chicken. Um, and all you can do is move left and right and chirp and ground pound. That's all you can do. So when you chirp, things kind of get attracted to you. And when you ground pound, things like go away from you. So... You have to use those two things in your environment to get past puzzles. So, like, there's this one monster, when he eats another little tiny monster, he gets super full, and then when he ground pound, he blows a bubble, and he will float in that bubble to get to the next area. Hmm. 
But then you'll have to get that little monster that he eats to get to him, so you have to ground pound it. There's all these different monsters that do different things. There's little light, like uh, fireflies. You have to like kind of keep them with you, otherwise these monsters will eat you in the dark. But Really? So yeah, you have, you're interacting with the environment, and there's also the one other thing you can do is little songs, kind of like when you're doing the Pona song. And yeah. So you, you have a little chirp and a big chirp, and you can string them together to make a little song. Like, there's a rewind time feature. There's a... And it's all based off the song you chirp yep. together? Like four or five notes. Oh, that's cool. Um, super colorful graphics. Um, I am curious how a kid would... Um, it would it's very kid-friendly as far as how it looks, but some of the puzzles were getting kind of hard in the two hours I played. So I, I am curious how a kid would get along with it. But I was surprised how much I enjoyed it, um, just because the puzzles and the level design... Um, so far have been really good and actually stumped me a couple times where I had to like think about okay I need to get this over there but this is way over here how do I get there because you can't jump like you can go up like a stair step size jump but anything like even up to your head you cannot get over so um, your yeah your movement's really restricted so yeah that is Toki Tori 2 um, just came out on PlayStation 4 today I believe it's on some other platforms as well and I started the community actually on PlayStation Four. It's no one; it's so new, no one else has started it yet. Really? Yeah, I'm gonna check see if anyone posted that. That's enough about what I'm playing. What are you been playing? I have been playing. Holy fuck! Tim has a lot of games. That's that, a good game. That's a good game. Um, so Tim actually played a shitload of games this week. Um, but I have been playing Spellweaver. Um, so after coming back from my Magic: The Gathering night, I wanted to play some more card games. But have you pretty much dropped off of Hearthstone? Yeah, I haven't touched that in months. Mm-hmm. Um, but Spellweaver is pretty cool. I played a, a few of the little campaign, quote-unquote, things from the little mini-map. Um, then I did a couple online battles, which was kind of cool. Got my ass handed to me a few times, and then a few times not. Um, Do you get stuff for playing, or only if you want? You get rep no matter what, and you get coins no matter what, and you can buy packs with coins and stuff like that. Um, But you get more, obviously, if you win, and you can, like, take, like, challenges, like, I'll beat the next three people online, and you, like, bet a certain amount of money, and then you get X amount back or whatever if you actually do it or whatnot, which is really fun. Um, I played Snow for a while this week. I played a good couple hours of that. And uh, it seems they really fixed the offline. I didn't run into any bugs or like with uh, like dying instantly off the bat offline. But the second you go online, then you find the little like you're snowboarding and or you're skiing, and then you hit a random patch of <laughs> bugs and you die. That that snow was really rough. You died. Yeah, is that exactly? Um, but it's a lot of fun. I'm still having fun with it. Um, just mind-numbingly easy. Um, and then I also have picked up a game called Sniper Elite 3, which, uh, Sniper Elite 2, I beat in co-op with Q, 2014, and, uh, really liked how the sniper was portrayed in the game, and, uh, picked up Sniper Elite 3, and I showed you a little bit of it before. This could be my only shot. That's him. No room for error. First things first. Silence the guard. Hide the body. Sweep for intel. Let the officer live. For now. Distract the patrol. Watch for reinforcements. Leave him a little gift. If I get in that watchtower, the Stukas will cover the sound of my rifle. Secure my vantage point. Spot my target. Pinpoint the shot. And make it count. Piece of cake.
like it. It's just really cool. You like zoom in, hold your breath, take the shot, and it like shows the bullet going through the air out of the chamber and then into his skull and then the brain explodes and Yeah, but you skipped the part where like his skin becomes invisible and you yeah, see you see, you see all, the bone. See all of his organs. Yeah, it's super cool. Actually I gotta show you a chest shot after on break. Yeah. So yeah, it's really cool. So did, did Sniper Elite 2 do that? Yes. Okay. So, um, they basically took the same as like being upraised all the graphics and then put you in a different story. Um, this one's based in Africa. I can't remember where Sniper Elite 2 was. Um, still tapping away at crash lines on my Android device at nighttime. Did you get Grandma her batteries? I did. I think so. Yeah, I got batteries from Grandma. Good. Yeah. Grandma needs her batteries. Do you don't want to see Grandma without her batteries? Don't want to see Grandma without her batteries. And then I found Dying Light on a uh, new website for PC gamers out there. You guys can go to cdkeys.com, and they seem to be pretty reputable. I read up on a few different places, and well, they have CD a, Keys has been around for a while. Have they? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, um, they have amazing deals on games that haven't even come out. Like Need for Speed for PC is already thirty six and thirty nine. Um, Street Fighter Five, which came out last week, is thirty six twenty eight. Dying Light, the following enhanced edition. Dude, American Truck Simulator PC is on. Oh my god, fourteen sixty nine. That's like just a sandwich at a truck stop. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so, yeah, you can head over to the cdkeys.com and uh, check them out. I got Dying Light from over there. So I played the first, like, half hour of gameplay. Have you played that game? Nope. Okay. I played the first half hour. Really cool story. Mm-hmm. Um, very difficult parkour to get into. Mm. It's like I keep missing stuff and falling off the sides of very tall buildings. That's why I recommend get very far on Mirror's Edge. I'm not so good at the parkour thing. Yeah, so we're, we're going to see. I think I might need to switch to mouse and Do you keyboard. think that if you were playing that game in VR that you would vomit everywhere? Possibly. Like the, the quick motion parkouring? Not only that, but also the me falling off and looking up going, fuck, oh, fuck, 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 fuck. Then looking down and going, oh, shit, it's coming up really quick. <laughs> <laughs> so that might be terrible. Because my natural reaction is to look up to where I was supposed to grab and watch it slowly go away. And then I rip my mouse down and then I look to see how fast the ground's coming up. That might be really dangerous if that was in VR. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. So we should try it sometime. <laughs> So. Can, can I borrow your VR equipment so I can vomit all over it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, that's what I have been playing this week. Um, nothing too extremely exciting except for Sniper Elite 3 and Dying Light. Those two are your favorite? Those are two are probably my favorite this week. Awesome. Um, so we'll probably talk about more about Dying Light in the coming future as I get a little bit further into it. So. I'm kind of surprised you didn't go back to NBA 2K15 after playing. Listen. Oh, I did do that. Awesome. I forgot all about that. I played like seven hours of like NBA 2K16. You forgot about seven hours of gameplay? I wish I could do well, that. Well, maybe it wasn't seven hours. Maybe it was like, I don't know, like if seven I matches. Get, if I get seven. See, I played all these games, but each one was like an hour. Like, I played an hour with my kids on Mark Kart 7. Well, I played like an hour of Snow. I played like an hour of Spell Weaver. I don't know how long Crash Lands or whatever. I just get tired in bed. Toki Tori 2 and um, Hero and Daughter would have played the most. Hmm. But yeah, I've got to play some games, so I'm not really complaining. There's weeks where I haven't played anything. Um, so, last week I introduced a segment. Um, I was calling it um, Tech with Tim. I'm going to change it to just generic tech talk, because maybe Zach will have some tech to talk about some weeks, and I don't want to make it all about me. I have this awesome thing in here. You have something awesome to show us? Oh, you're not going to show us that broken ass... Fuck! (laughs) Get your stupid TP like out of here. Um, Today I'm going to talk about the Thing Charger. So I got two of these. Um, That's cool. It's not tech, really, but it's cool. Um... Exactly. Well, you say your little bracelet of there is tech. There was a machine involved in printing this. What task does that piece of paper help you do? Not really a tool, is it, Zach? He's folding it quietly and putting it away. So, Thing Charger. It is um, basically a small plastic unit that fits over your wall outlet, and it has uh, tips that go on the top, and... Um, 
it has spare tips inside the unit as well, and it's basically to put your phone on top of it. So you just you have a tip right on top of this unit where your your wall outlet is, and you just snap your phone, and it charges directly. Two amp charger. And the cool thing about having tips is you could have someone with an iPhone and they could just um, push a little smiley face in the back and get their tip. And then you could swap out the tip and put it in your uh, Droid. Um, you know, your micro USB or whatever it's called, tip in. So here's a little short video um, talking about the Thing Charger. What if you could unplug your messy old chargers now and get a new charger for all your things? One that's almost invisible. A Thing Charger, which keeps your outlets free to use and comes with easy-to-change power tips that swap in seconds, adjust for height in case of cases, and store neatly in the back so you're always ready to charge any phone, any tablet, any reader from any brand. Samsung, Apple, Nokia, Sony, HTC, LG, the list goes on. A Thing Charger which charges all your things without messy wires yet has two USB outlets underneath in case you ever need them. And what if you can now get two or three Thing Chargers together and charge all your things at once? Thing Charger. The awesome new charger for all your things. That's so, pretty cool. I got one for upstairs, one for down. I use one in the kitchen all the time. Hmm. Um, you already got them? Yeah, I have two. Mm. Um, I just got them a couple weeks ago, but I was talking about lights and keys earlier. So that's my tech thing of the week called Thing Charger. Um, did you buy a chance to get your router thingy there? Your D-Links? I did get them. I haven't hooked them up yet. So okay. I'll probably talk about that next week. Sweet. If they work. If they don't, we'll never speak of this again. All right. Sounds good. So last week we asked a question, which was, what was your biggest Valentine's Day fail? I've got an answer. We got one Mr. Caduce Campbell who uh, wrote in and said one of the few memories about Valentine's Day one of the few memories about Valentine's Day I remember that hurts my head involved me buying a stuffed bear and chocolate for a girl in my class when I was a teen but something happened that that can't remember but it resulted in me keeping the bear who I named Jervon 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 and ate the candy. Never bought anyone anything for V-Day since then. I like that the bear ended up being named Jervon. I don't know. I like to think that Jervon went out to have, like, adventures. And, I don't know. I like that story. I'm kind of an asshole, so I like to think Jervon is the other guy in class that brought her a bigger teddy bear and more candy, and she's the one that she chose. Nah, I'm sure she was a... I'm sure she was just a jerk. And she probably was a bitch. She probably was. I'm glad Jervon and him shared the candy and... Yeah, screw that girl. He didn't shoot at a candy. He said, who I named Jervon, and then he ate the candy. Okay. He should have shared the freaking candy with Jervon. I named Jervon and ate the candy. Yep. Maybe the bear ate the candy. Maybe Jervon ate the candy. Maybe. That really sucks, though. You should buy a Valentine's Day gift. I'm going to say it's really a fail. It's, it's a, a fail on her part. Nah. Valentine's yeah. Day is a total bogus holiday. Like... Isn't that bogus? It's totally bogus. Meanwhile, it's totally virgin, virgin get laid day. Mm. Yeah, or virgin get their hearts crushed day. That's virgin Zachary gets to laugh his ass off day. <laughs> <laughs> You're just an asshole. I am complete asshole. But before we go, we are doing a Rocket League giveaway. If you guys are following us on Twitter, which is now switched to plug and play cast. So at plug and play cast. Yeah, yeah no more underscores. Yeah, no more underscores. <laughs> So you guys can check us out at Twitter, at Plug and Play Cast. Um, we are doing a Xbox One Rocket League giveaway in celebration for Rocket League finally launching on the Xbox One. So we've been running this for a week now on Twitter, um, and we have a winner. The winner is... Dun, 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 dun. Metacloud. That's his name. We're not going to give away his Twitter handle, so you guys won't send a bunch of hate tweets. Exactly. But we have his Twitter handle. We're going to tweet him right after the show, and, you know, just message him the the code or we could just I guess broadcast it and <laughs> see if he, <laughs> if he gets, no we won't do that we'll direct he gets to it before everybody else <laughs> we'll direct so guys the Xbox One code is P <laughs> so um, yeah we'll message that code to him and congratulations MetaCloud and hope you enjoy playing Rocket League yeah so guys it is time for us to head out for our 
break really quick, but before we do, Tim always likes to erase why we should like and rate us on iTunes and Stitcher and tune in. But we yeah. can't forget that because if we don't, then they won't do it. And if they don't do it, then it will be just like... We'll be like Jervon. Jervon. Without the candy. Without the candy. So that's it, really. If you want to be Jervon with the candy, you like us right as iTunes. If you want to be a sad panda, little teddy bear with no candy, with a little tear coming out of the corner of his eye saying, Why? Why won't you give me candy? Why won't you like and rate the Plug and Play podcast and iTunes Stitcher? Tune, Tune in. Tune in everywhere else. Spotify, whoever the hell plays us. Anyone who plays us. Just, you should be Googling us like an hour Jimmy a day. Jimmy 105.5. <laughs> yeah, don't make Trevon cry. Just, just do it, guys. We'll be right back after this music break. You got a guy. It's pretty gay. Whatever. We call it gay. I got a guy bringing me off some beer. That's gay. I'm all in. All right. You ready? No, give me one second. Oh, damn it. I'm ready. I'm starting this. Welcome back, everyone. We've got tasty treats in hand. Rather, I do. I've got a giant crawler once again from Caps and Taps. Tonight, we will be enjoying the Breakside Bourbon Barrel Salted Caramel. This is a special brew. It's been aged in uh, bourbon barrels, so it's got the extra smooth texture. And it is uh, 10.5% alcohol with 40 IBUs. So I'm going to crack this crawler. Pouring into my Iron Horse, well, Zach's Iron Horse glass, but my glass for right now. Thick and dark, not too much head. So this is kind of like the black anus that you talked about a few weeks ago? Um... I don't think you want to use anus in the same sentence with this delicious beer, my friend. Okay. Yours has even less head. That's what she said. Kind I mean, that's not what she said. Yours looks like a cola or a root beer, honestly. It does. What the hell? Alright. Bazinga. Bazinga. Alright, cheers. Ooh, that is good. Pretty smooth, isn't it? It's actually really smooth. You guys, I don't really like dark beer. I'm getting into them. But this is actually really good. Yeah, aging in the bourbon barrels just just makes it super smooth. Did you ever check out those uh, bourbon sticks I showed you? Mm, yeah, I did. Did you? I mean, I, I looked at them. I you didn't get them. one? No. Okay. So it was actually really hard picking a beer this week because at Caps and Taps they did um, a Festival of the Dark or whatever. They got a bunch of really cool dark beers. Mm -hmm. I talked to, before about how I like Ballast Point. They had uh, Ballast... The Scopin? Yes, but they had Victory at Sea uh, Peanut Butter. And oh, I think I... Victory at Sea Coconut, and it was really hard. I almost went with the, the Ballast Point uh, Victory at Sea Coconut, which is I've heard... Was it very coconutty, or did you not have it? I haven't had it. Oh, um, okay. I've heard it's really good. There was is some, that there all the time? No. They did a special... Where special they, dark. Yeah, they got all sorts of really awesome dark beers. Hmm. Um, it was a tough decision this week, but I'm happy with my choice. That's awesome. That's that very was, good. Thank yeah. you very much. Yep. That's our tasty treat, and that means it's now time... To kick it. All right, Tim. Well, um, I just really like the name of yours because it's an awesome, fun game to do every once in a while with a couple good friends. So <laughs> why, why don't you just uh, kick us off? Sure. Um, kind of going with the theme of Nintendo, um, you know, with the, the movie I watched this week, I thought this Kickstarter would kind of go along with that pretty well. Um, so this guy has... Um, just made his own um, Nintendo cartridge. Um, he's programmed it. And I'm just going to go ahead and let him... Well, there's a little skit in the beginning, but I'm going to let him talk about this game called Super Russian Roulette. I'm so bored. If we don't do something soon, I'm going to shoot myself. Follow me. Check it out. Introducing Super Russian Roulette. Whoa! Awesome! Face off against a trash-talking cowboy in the ultimate game of chance. What play? I dare you. Yeah! you. I'm gonna call you Bunny Muffin. Come on, everyone, say it with me. Bunny Muffin. Bunny Muffin. Bunny Muffin. Keep spinning the barrel till only one player remains. <laughs> Still alive. 
Just you and me. Ha <laughs> ha! Your move. Super Russian Roulette. Pull up a chair and rustle up some virtual nihilism, partner. Oh my god, please tell me this is coming to PC. No, dude, it's the whole point. It's it's Nintendo. It's actual works with the zapper. Well, I don't have a fucking zapper. Well, guess you have to go to the next Do you have one? I have a um something that plays NES. And if I I could get a zapper pretty easy. You have the Retron in. I have the Retron 5, yeah. So um, <laughs> I think it's awesome that, you know, 30 years later that we're making games for Nintendo Entertainment System. He's cheating, of course, and putting a ton of audio files onto this um, cartridge, but um, it is running on an actual Nintendo hardware, so that's pretty cool. It is really cool. So, um, for this project, Super Russian Roulette, new party game for NES, there are currently 342 backers with 27 days to go. Mm -hmm. um, he's only asking for 20 grand. It looks like he had it mostly programmed already. He's just looking for production costs. Hmm. Um, so they've already raised $25,000. Um, $5 gets you a soundtrack of the game, basically. Um, and the, the cowboy for the game, his dialogue is pretty hilarious. Um, jumps up to 55 after that. There's only um, 37 left to get one standard Russian roulette cartridge. And the digital download and a sticker. How much? 55 oh, shit. So it's not cheap. Um, but it jumps up if you wait. Um, it goes to seventy bucks, um, which gets you the the box and manual in addition to the cartridge. If you care about like the whole complete package, um, and it jumps way up from there to two hundred fifty dollars. Hell bent for leather special edition, limited to one hundred, and there's a uh, eighty six left. One Russian super roulette hand numbered black game cartridge with alternate label. One leather cartridge dust sleeve and holster. Um, a set of three cowboy boot shot glasses, a game box and manual, digital download and sticker. All right, jumping to the the highest backing of $2,500, three left of three. I will send you the cowboy script, including all 50 plus insults, and you can make your own cowboy zip file. I'll replace Cowboy Rob's dialogue with the audio you provide, making unique cartridges over three minutes of frontier taunts and taunts in your voice. Your name will also get special treatment on the supporter screen of every copy of the game. Produce the funds from this Kickstarter, and you get all the other previous rewards, of course. So I think that's awesome. I would love to play this. Um, like you said in the video, you won awards at some conferences you went to, and people have a good time with it. So that's my kick it, Super Russian Roulette, a new party game for the NES. I am on what website, Tim? You are on eBay looking for used Nintendo Entertainment Systems. <laughs> you could probably find one locally, you realize. I mean... Yeah, but with a box? Look oh. at this beautiful box, motherfucker! I mean, it does have the box. And it says action set. 119, hmm. It's actually not bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's my N64 going for? Nintendo 64 CIB. CIB stands for Complete in Box, guys. Uh, Nintendo 64 console. console. Um... 219, new listing, 275, 125, 134, 108, 50. That's a shit box, though. My box is pretty much fucking brand new. Well, it's back there. You can't see it. But anyways... Looks like you could probably get one for around 70 or 80 if you kept looking. Shut your face. And you know I'm right. Yeah. Well, anyways, guys, we're going to be on the look for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Um, but that is not kick it for this week for me. This week for me, I am bringing back... I guess I probably should have gone first. It's kind of sad news again. Well, yeah. Oh, well, whatever. I should have gone first. It was a good good film, though. We got to see it. It was. So, guys, bringing us back to PAX, I believe, day three of PAX Prime 2015. Tim and I went and saw Thank You for Playing, a documentary of the making of That Dragon Cancer, um, which we spoke about um, a few weeks ago when Tim and I both reviewed the game. Um, but I am just going to go ahead and play this, uh, and then we will go over the levels, so. Hi, I'm Malika. And I'm David. And we're independent filmmakers based in New York. We're the directors of Thank You for Playing, which is a documentary that tells the story of Ryan and Amy Green, 
who are developing a remarkable video game about their relationship with their son, Joel, who had terminal cancer. I wanted to create a space for me to talk about my son and for other people to love him and to have the joy that I have being his father. Our film premiered at the Tribeca Film Festival back in April and has since played to packed theatres at festivals in the US, Europe, South America, Australia and Korea. We've been thrilled by the responses received in screenings and in the press. One gaming magazine even called it the best video game movie ever made. But Thank You For Playing is more than just a video game movie. It's also a love story. It's a story about art. It's a story about technology and our relationship to it, which is something we're all still trying to figure out. It's also a story about how we communicate with each other and what it means to love fully and what it means to love fearlessly. It's unlike a lot of films we've seen before. We've already started to see the impact this film can have. During our film festival tour, we've had doctors tell us that the film changed the way they interact with their patients. We've had gamers tell us the film has changed their perception of gaming. And we've had parents and sons and daughters tell us the film has really shifted their relationship to their loved ones. A lot of people who don't play video games are really intrigued as to how a video game could be considered a work of art. And thankfully those same people after watching Thank You For Playing are really intrigued and want to play the game. And the cool thing is, the game's actually being released on January 12th, which means that people who watch the film can now play the whole game, and gamers can engage with the story behind the game's creation through this film. And we're really excited about doing something that's rarely done, which is to bring this game and this film together as companion pieces to a wider audience of both gamers and non-gamers alike. Which we hope is going to encourage some really special conversations around art, gaming and technology, as well as coping with illness and with grief. So now we need your help. We want to share this film through a theatrical release, digital distribution and a community screening campaign. We have some amazing partners we want to work with, but it costs money. So that means we can't do it at all without your donations. So check out the trailer for the film, which is going to be playing right after we're done talking and check out some of the Kickstarter perks that are available for you when you donate or just donate because you want to see the project succeed. But either way, we can't do anything without your help and we really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. To me, this is more than a video game. It's a means to talk about my son. It's kind of like a diary. I can get so busy doing this game for Joel that, you're not that I'm not playing with Joel. When you're creating art, there's a certain level of abstraction. It's not real. And so even in the midst of working on a game about my son who's terminally ill, there's a certain escape. But you can't escape forever. So anyways, that is thank you for playing, guys. They are looking for uh, um, uh, $35,000. They currently have nine days to go. So uh, this is going to be really limited. You guys won't have a whole ton of time um, when this podcast drops. But jump on it if it's something that you want. Uh, the really cool thing that caught me in the trailer or the spiel that they give you um, on Kickstarter is that uh, they say in the documentary you can I can't remember exactly how they said it but uh, they say people who watch documentaries can now see what it's like to be a gamer and people who are gamers can now see what it's like to be a document or to be part of a documentary or something like that so it's it's cool little thing that two worlds colliding making one 
Um, and it's a really interesting story. You don't have to be a gamer to appreciate it. No, actually, I had never played the game before when I saw this. Right. So, and you and I went and saw the world premiere of it, um, and that was awesome. Um, anyways, guys, um, one special extra scene. $15 gets you one special extra scene from the film, a personal e-note, thank you on our film's website and on social media platforms. $20 gets you to see the film in New York. Oh, here is uh, uh, so that's a one New York City opening week ticket to thank you for playing. Uh, March 18th through 24th transportation not included. Uh, I, you could also back for $20 and get the special um, exclusive that Dragon Cancer Kickstarter backers digital download of the film for personal use one special extra scene and thank you on social media and website so for $20 guys you will get a digital download of the film um, which is great one of the higher backing levels is back it for $1500 host a screening plus filmmaker seminar so that's really not bad if you want to do something no, in the really film cool. industry. You say how many people? Um, screen the film for a group at your school, company, or organization with this one-time public screening license. The filmmakers will be in attendance to lead a two-hour seminar or master class on any aspect of documentary filmmaking. Thank you on social media, imdb.com, and website travel and accommodations to be provided separately by your organization. That's not bad, though, for... No. Uh, if you had a, wanted to do a special... Like, if you were in a film class or something, that would mm -hmm. be awesome. Mm -hmm. Very true. So, anyways, guys, that is my kicker for this week. It is called Bring Thank You for Playing to Theaters Slash Screens Worldwide. Uh, by Malika and David. So go ahead and check that out and check out Tim's because it's really fucking cool. Awesome. Now I have to buy a Nintendo Entertainment System and then somehow afford a 55 freaking dollar cartridge. That's the problem. You're looking at like 150 bucks. I'm looking at 200 bucks. Mm -hmm. I want the box. But you gotta I play like, it the right way. I like the box. I know you like boxes. You've got a problem. Moving on to game industry news events and game releases. We got a special game announcement. You want me to do it? You want to do it? Go for it. All right, guys. Coming straight out of, well, out of the movies again. Uh, we have Jay and Silent Bob, the Chronic Blunt Punch, dropping on Fig today. So, uh, just looking at the graphics, uh, it says with the Kevin, with the help of Kevin Smith, Jason Mewes, and the Smodco team. Uh, we bring you appropriately named Jay and Silent Bob Chronic Blunt Punch, pushing the boundaries of humor and stories portrayed in games. We are co-designing an experience that weaves together the tone and witness of Kevin's movies with fast-paced combat. Um, Kevin's movies are irrevocably dope. During the design of our first game, we often watch movies back-to-back -back, like Drake Post, Degrassi, the iconic characters, hilarious dialogue, and the sheer surreality of Andrew Askuniverse got us through the rough patches of development, hell, and life struggles. We cut our teeth in combat-based game development and always thought it would be amazing to see Jay and Silent Bob in a game like the ones we make. So, I wonder how they pitched this game to Jay and Silent Bob. They're like, hey fuckers, we're going to do this awesome game, can we just use you guys? I thought, we've, I thought we got a secret audio tape of that whole transaction. We did! Yellow. Kevin, it's your old pal, Trevor Furman. Oh, my lord, if it ain't my old pal, Trevor Furman. How you doing, sir? I got an idea. You ever think about putting Jay and Silent Bob in a video game? <laughs> Dude, I was born on a Friday. But it wouldn't last Friday. Every live long day I've been alive, I think about putting Jay and Silent Bob in one of them video games. Let me tell you. Man, it's just something, Trevor Furman. What the fuck is a video game, anyway? Uh, well, it's a game you play with a controller. All right, we used to call that foosball. Yeah, it's pretty much like foosball. Oh, I love the hockey foosball, Trevor Furman. We can make it like hockey foosball. The video game? Yep. Go on. So what we... Hold on, Trevor Furman. Somebody try and ring through. Yo, 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 is that our old pal, Trevor Furman? Talking about making a Jay and Silent Bob video game? How the fuck would you know that? Let me ask you another thing, smartass. 
What the fuck is a video game? I don't know. Dude, it's a game with a controller, dumbass. Like foosball. Hey, look, don't ever try to keep anything like this from me again, all right? I have ears and eyes everywhere, baby. What the? Yo, and tell Trevor to make my guy like Mega Man. Sneaks to the dude. Sounds like Jay's in, although with one caveat. It says you gotta make his character look like a makeup man. Yeah, we can do that. You got any requests? Mm. Make my character beat up Bruce Willis. I don't think we can afford his likeness. Ah, cut. Look how fucking bulky this guy is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the character models are pretty funny. Character models are hilarious. Um, look at Santa Claus. Wow. That looks like the Dooku off of uh, Zelda. And it looks like the Crypt Keeper crossed with Santa Claus. Huh. Well, moving on, we've got a rumor more um, than a story. Uh, developer uh, Crave claims that Nintendo NX will not have third-party support. So there's a um, forum called NeoGAF where oh, there's a lot of developers and inside industry people um, post things. And he went on kind of an angry rant um, against Nintendo. And he said... He talked to Nintendo and got absolutely nothing. Um, and he develops Ori in the Blind Forest, yeah, which he, would have been a great Nintendo title, I would have thought. Right. Just He says, just to be clear, um, every hardware manufacturer is treating their dev kits and unreleased consoles like they're second coming, are insanely secretive about it to a stupid degree in today's time. We need the... What's needed to sell software? What's needed to sell hardware is goddamn good software. With Nintendo not having any dev kits out there at this point, and probably not even wanting to sell it in 2016, I can guarantee they will not have any software support since nobody can just gamble, jumble games together in less than a year. I mean, you can, but it'll be garbage. So he's saying that there's no developer kits for the NX, which is supposed to come out this year. So once again, they'll have the same problem as the Wii U, where there's no third-party support. And you're basically just going to be having whatever Nintendo um, produces, which isn't the worst thing in the world. I was going to say, it's, I really don't have a problem with that. When I buy Nintendo nowadays, yeah. I buy it because of Nintendo properties. I don't buy it because of a You third. have, like, what, three Wii U games? Yeah. And I fucking bought a Wii U because I wanted to play Mario Kart, and I wanted to play any... And Mario Kart's awesome. In Wind Waker HD. I mean, I bought it for Zelda. I didn't buy it for, or, you know, Nintendo titles. I didn't buy it so, for a third party. Once again, Nintendo's doing their own thing, so we'll see if it works better for them. That, us. or maybe just they were like, "I don't want to work with Crave," and so well, everybody else has dev kits, but not Crave. I think he'd probably hear from other people, but that's his—that's what he's going out and saying. Um, whether or not that's true, we'll find out in the coming months. Um, a game we talked about recently, uh, Punch Club by T Tiny Build, passed two million in sales, um, and that just came out what last month. Uh, yeah, like last month. So they're doing awesome. Um, 2 million U.S. Uh, sales across PC, Android, and iOS. Total number of units sold at 250,000. Huh. And uh, there's free DLC coming out soon, so if you have that, there's more good news for you. Yeah. What do you got next? I have Fallout 4, um, the season pass, guys. If you want to get it, I think... Yes, yes, you still have time. You have three days until the first... Um, to go out and buy it for twenty nine ninety nine, which at that point will be raised to forty nine ninety nine. In um, I guess they didn't plan ahead, really. They thought they were just gonna do three pieces of season pass material, and I'm then now sure they've added happened. more. They're to saying it. there's gonna be sixty dollars worth of DLC coming out. Yeah, so they've added more DLC. Um, the promised March content is called Automatron and will be available for nine ninety nine. The add-on introduces a plague of evil robots across the Commonwealth, set loose by the mechanist, uh, the mechanist, mechanist. Yeah, players will have to put an end to this robot robotic army while collecting parts and building a complete and completing a robotic force. Um, so, Automatron, um, Waste uh, Fat Harbor is going to be where you you and Nick Va Valentine. Far Harbor. <laughs> Fat Harbor. Far Harbor. Shut up. It says Fat Harbor. This is the one I'm more interested in. This is actually a very cool looking one. Far Harbor, uh, $24.99 is what it's going to be retailing for in May. Brings a brand new case, Think Valentine's Detective Agency, about a young woman who has gone missing in a hidden colony full of synths. The pack will see players travel to the coast of Maine, where players can fight and bring order in peace to Fat Harbor, or as Tim likes to call it, Far Harbor. 
Bethesda promises the largest landmass to any add-on content the studio has ever developed for any of its games. Ooh, so much land. Exactly. So, Fat Harbor. See, Fat Harbor. It's a fat landmass, bro. Everybody uh, text Zach with what an R looks like and a T looks like. Exactly. So, those are the first two they've announced. There's going to be more than that. Yep. So, and they've announced another one's like a Pokemon game. You like go out and you can collect bandits or animals. Yeah, I'm so not interested in that. But, dude, you got to catch them all. All right, so we've been talking about um, you can Hideo. Capture Nick Valentine. <laughs> that one I'm interested in. <laughs> Hideo Kojima and Guillermo del Toro showed up um, together at a Dice Summit um, panel um, hosted by Jeff Kiley, and they talked about um, wanting to collaborate um, on some future unnamed project. So maybe my uh, Loud Hills or Silent Mountain game might come to pass after all. Um, Maybe and it'll have your, maybe it'll take notice of your PlayStation portable dongs. Yeah, we can wave our dongs around and scare mountains or something. Yeah, or who knows? But maybe Guillermo del Toro will back off on his statement of never making a video game again after what Konami did to him. Anyway, um, here's a fun little quote toward the end of their uh, talk together from uh, Guillermo. Enjoy. But the one to be ambitious—that's you should never self-censor yourself. I think uh, success. I've said it many times. It's fucking up in your own terms. So, I'm very successful, I guess. <laughs> Alright, and I saved the best, biggest, baddest story for last. And this is far better breaking news, life-changing situations. Alright, the long wait is over. We can now finally confirm Farming Sim 2017 is confirmed. Is confirmed. So, guys... 2017, just wait. All those episodes are going to have Farming Simulator in it. 2K17. All right. Get in the game. Let's move on <laughs> to game releases that are coming up this month. Well, we had one drop today. Yeah, February 23rd. Um, Far Cry Primal. It's out. But is it out on PC? I don't I, think so. I don't know. It's out for PS4, Xbox One. Um, Fucking consoles. I couldn't run it on my PC anyway, so I would be running it on my PS4 if I was going to play it. Hmm. But um, Mega Man Legacy Collections also out for 3DS. Those okay. games games are super hard. Um, Ninja Senkai or Senki uh, DX is out for PS4, Vita, PC. Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare 2 is out for PS4, Xbox One, and yes, PC. Woohoo! First one was supposed to be really good. So I heard this one is, uh, I guess there's like a sunflower you can play as and I guess the only problem with the sunflower in the last game mm. was that it couldn't shoot it could only heal or no it didn't have enough life that's what the, the problem sunflowers was sunflowers have little seeds that could shoot that's right it could shoot but it didn't have very much life it was okay. very powerful but not very much life mm -hmm. I've heard in this one as you do damage to other people you gain life so now it basically better sunflower it. confirmed exactly better sunflower confirmed Runner 2 is also really coming like out for... And it's 10%. 10.5, actually. is coming out for PC tomorrow, uh, February 24th. Uh, February 25th, we've got Heaven's Hope for PC. Inside My Radio for Wii U. What the fuck is I that? I don't know. I'm kind of curious. Uh, Replay VHS is Not Dead is also coming out. Um, we have that. We have given away that on this show, actually. Yes, we have. Sadame is coming out for 3DS. Space Jacked is coming out for PC. Tiny Troopers Joint Ops comes out for Xbox One. The Town of Light and We Are the Dwarves come out for PC. And lastly, on February 27th, Pokemon Red Blue for 3DS. I can't wait for that! Well, you have to, until the 27th. Mm. So those are our game releases. So apparently, inside my radio, can you beat the beat? Journey has a green LED... What? Can you beat my beat? Can you beat your meat? Can you beat your meat to the journey as a green LED mysteriously trapped inside a dying boombox and play the ultimate musical experience in this rhythmic platform adventure where every action needs to be right on beat. Be bring electro, dub, and disco music back to life. Hmm. I don't know. Hmm. Well, that's Inside Radio. And that ends our game releases for the week. Did you get the Soul Axiom? 
I'm skipping school. I have to. Okay. Mm, Fine. Well, we just talked about it. February 29th. It's a day that doesn't usually exist on the calendar, but this year's a leap year, so we get a bonus game. Soul Axiom comes out for PS... Or, sorry, PC. February 29th would steal your soul like a ginger. Mm-hmm. It should be a ginger national holiday. It probably should be. Maybe it is. Megan told Could us. Be. Did you know that Saturday was kick a ginger day? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. I actually have quite a few friends who are ginger. Yeah, me too. I was playing with one you know of them. why they're my friends? Because they have necessarily. Yeah, I want to keep them close. <laughs> so that ends our, our game releases. Um, do we have a question for this week? Well, we got to come up with something. Oh, great. All right. So, guys, the question of this week is, what have you been playing? Because we haven't asked them that recently. That's true. We haven't what asked games them have you guys been playing recently? So, let us know um, at Twitter, at Plug and Play Cast. Ah, there we go. I, I always get that mixed up now. Um, Facebook.com forward slash Plug and Play Show. Uh, email us at mail at Plug and Play Production dot com. Or... Uh, am I missing anything? Um, I mean, no, not really. Okay, well, sounds good. Until next time, guys, don't forget to prime and shine. <laughs>